Make a move it, then she'll call him. Forest fires, Google's ballin'. Take a chance and roll the dice one day. If you're a DM player, find you. Millennials can join this quest too. Expedition, we're gonna find a way. Welcome to, to either of our podcasts. We're not sure which one yet. We'll see how this conversation goes. And what the hell are we here to talk about, Andy? Yeah. Um, well, we're here to talk. Is that a rhetorical question? Because you just... <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the one driving it? Oh, no, go on, go on. No, I, I, okay, so let me try and answer yeah, it, and then okay, you can correct on. me yeah, okay. when I get it wrong. So what we're here to talk about is your idea to push me out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. <laughs> more or less, okay. um, um, manifested in running impro- almost entirely improvised uh, Call of Cthulhu, I guess, investigative mm-hmm. short scenarios. Mm-hmm. Is that... Right. Yeah. 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 So we had a little bit of an exchange about what we could call this, didn't we? And mm. um, we kind of agreed that Eldritch Organ would be mm. okay. And my thinking for that was was that it kind of has some connection to appendicitis, which we've not managed to continue with so far. Mm. So I, I thought I thought if we move from appendicitis to Eldritch Organ, um, there's a kind of there's a kind of macabre elegance to that yes it's very much a vestigial organ there you go exactly yeah so uh, yeah no that's absolutely that's absolutely spot on but as you also pointed out um it's not really out of your comfort zone is it no no i i'm being a little bit um tongue-in-cheek because um i think we've had set up this false dichotomy really Um, which which we're both enjoying playing around with because yeah. I think it's an interesting mental intellectual exercise, really. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think I think I think what we're what we're playing to are perhaps I don't necessarily even want to say tendencies, but perhaps our our default expectations, if you like, a little bit. And if, uh, there's no hard and fast between the the well planned and the improvised. There's no, you know, it's a, it's a sliding scale, but but yeah, I think I think our our tendencies when we think about role play games would be for you to plan maybe, and for me to just kind of wing it. Um, yeah, but, I I, but I think not, that's sorry. Go on. No, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair to say that that's the tendency, but I don't think it's um, continuous or yeah. or. or permanent state let's say I, I think for me it's more a case of what do I feel comfortable with mm-hmm. what do I feel most comfortable going into a game with and, and that for me tends to be being preparing and, and kind of planning um, and, and and I mean for me if I if I go into a session completely unprepared completely winging it I I don't feel terribly great about that and I do know that the 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 scenario will suffer slightly for it because mm. because there because I haven't had the opportunity to 
just join up some of the dots a little bit, even, you know, just potentially, because I literally don't know what on earth I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming but up with. Go on. Now, I had the great pleasure of, of having experienced a full two hours of you GMing me. That's, that's the entirety <laughs> yeah. of, your, yeah. of you running me through a game. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it, actually. I wish we could do some more. Mm. Um, I guess you've written the framework of that scenario because it's your alluvial plane scenario. Mm. I assume also there's a lot of improvisation and making stuff up on the fly as well. Um, how, how, mm. What's the ratio <laughs> for you? Okay, with that one. Um, or yeah, with that one. Um, well, I mean, I think probably from our interactions and you know, listening to your podcast and some other exchanges, I I somehow came to the idea of wanting to do uh, a Stone Age investigative adventure, mm. and and I started trying to link that up with 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 my tendency towards improvisation and i and i've started working on some kind of principles for that and and maybe that's something that i i want to think about a little bit more but i, I to give some kind of an answer for that it has the investigation has to be informed partly and led by what the players do. Mm. So that's partly a kind of a kind of combinatorial com, combinatorial logic or something. So, for example, if the players do this, then that's what's going to happen there. And but then also, but then also when when players make certain smaller decisions about what they want to do or what the results of the roles are that can influence what happens as well so so for me i guess the scenario then is is thinking up is thinking up a, a situation with a whole bunch of different relationships that are on the go and and just letting the players into that Hmm. And yeah, that yeah, it, it, it is interesting because I think there's this sort of Venn diagram or some kind of diagram <laughs> that um, for me, it's it's got kind of genre somewhere. Hmm. It's got improvisation versus planning somewhere else, and it's got investigation versus hmm. well, investigative structures. Let's say somewhere else and. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I make these ridiculous statements about you can't do investigation in a fantasy game or with mm -hmm. magic. You know, I, I'm deliberately being a dick when I yeah. say that, um, yeah. you know, because I am. Um, but but I think there is this, uh, there's something about the investigative game structure that does need some degree of, I don't, I personally don't think you can do a completely improvised investigation or at least not necessarily a very satisfying one because, because in the end, for me, the, the the pleasure, I suppose, of being in an investigation is figuring out the mystery. Mm -hmm. And if the mystery um, isn't well thought through and the clues don't connect it up in a logical way, mm -hmm. I think at the end, as a player, you might think, well, I'd have never 
guessed that or that doesn't really make any sense or which of course it doesn't none of that stuff matters if you're mm-hmm. doing an exploration or a, or a you know dungeon bash or whatever mm-hmm. none of that matters mm-hmm. it's just about having a good time but something inherent about mysteries is you want I think you want to work it out a bit as a player. You want to actually go have that aha moment mm-hmm. and that revelation, I think, has to have some kind of logic to it. Now, my, so, my, yeah, no, no, I think I think that's totally spot on. Um, but, you know, give me a bit more time and let's come back to come back to this and we can play out our roles again when I've kind of figured figured out this 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 investigation theory that I'm testing out. What's been really weird, and it's not frustrating, but I've, the, the adventure that you that you played in, hmm. um, I've run that uh, one, two, three, three times? Three, four times? Mm-hmm. Three or four times? Three times. And, and every single time, all of the groups... They all go to that same location first. They all go <laughs> to the same location, and the last one, I, I tried really hard to, for them not to go to that location. I changed the opening a little bit, mm. and and they and just like you guys, they talked about doing all sorts of other things, and then yeah. when it came to it, they went to the same place. So I kind of haven't had the chance to see what happens if they go somewhere else first, or if they do something else first. Mm, maybe you need some stupider players. <laughs> um, yeah, they're you know, surprisingly I, 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 hard to find. <laughs> but, um, but look, from what I'm, you know, from my perspective, it was very clearly signpost that you should go and check out that location first, because that's where the disappearance happens. So why wouldn't you go there? I mean, isn't that... Isn't that what you yeah. want the players to do? Yeah. Um, uh, well, well but, but that's there a was, big question. You know, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I just remember there was lots of talk as well of going back to the village, possibly getting mm. more people, doing yes. other stuff. Um, you know, there's loads of stuff to do. There's loads of possibilities. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It probably. But then this is the thing about investigation and the, the kind of the perception check issue is um, if you don't see it then you carry on regardless, you know, yeah. in complete ignorance. But if you spot the little, if the dots of blood, um, yeah. you're going to go for the dot. You're going to follow the dots of blood, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I Look, the, my, my observation really is um, you need more threads. You need more obvious threads for them to pull on. If, if there's only one really glaringly obvious thread, then of course they're going to follow that. And, and, the way, I think the way that, let's say, Master Nihilathotep is set up is there are hundreds of threads all over the place. Mm-hmm. And actually that, in a way, is slightly detrimental because the players can sometimes feel lost mm-hmm. and not, know, not sure what is important and what isn't and where to go. So I would say, you know, just objectively, if you'd have had one or two more really glaringly obvious, mm. um, interesting things to follow, then maybe leaving it completely up to the players to say, well, let's not follow this clue. Let's go and just do some stuff that we want to do. Mm-hmm. I, I think that doesn't work in an investigation game, whereas it very well could work in, in a in a fantasy adventure but, game. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay, I, I, I really take your point, And I think that is a really great tip. And I will think about that. I will think and implement exactly that. But for example, um, the group, none of the groups accompany the body back to the village. 
Mm. Like, which is logical because it's well, a person from your community. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, so I mean, so I feel like I am offering loads of different possibilities, um, but but some, and this is maybe your genre thing. Some seem more. Uh, some seem to be foregrounded more than others, even if there are other equally, um, uh, you know, interesting things to do. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly, in that in, clearly in that case, the players want want to follow the yeah. the, the thread. They're, they're they're curious. They're they're like, well, yeah. I mean, maybe if we were, you know, um, thoughtful and nice people, we would take the body back. But we're playing a game. We want to find out the mystery. So we're going to say eh, that body can just lie there on the on the in the reed bank for a few more hours. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the cool thing about the last game was that the players. The, the players did get further than anyone did before, um, mm. any groups did before. So that that was really good fun. They 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 looked around a bit more. That was cool. But okay. But the thing that the thing that I wanted to us to talk about. One thing that I wanted us to talk yeah. about with 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 the Eldritch organ was th- the reason why I think uh, a, a, a heavily improvised. Uh, mythos game or series of games would be interesting is because as a GM I want I want to have more of a sense of surprise and investigation I want to share in that and I don't just want to be the person who's holding all of the knowledge all of the secrets um, and I'm choosing when to dish them out or not I want to be in that process of discovery <laughs> that's that's really interesting and, and i'm wondering if that's possible <laughs> because so, yeah but 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 it made me immediately think of something mm. um which i'm sure you thought about well maybe being being a board gamer oh but, but very mm. interested in the structure you know there's a lot of um elements in board games that allow that surprise you know yeah. with drawing cards and um you know things like that yeah um do you, do you think something like that's possible, or, or, or better still, maybe everyone, maybe all the players, ha- write down like secretly write down something, and then at the end it's randomly revealed, and then everyone is everyone else is surprised. I mean, that person won't be, but everyone else is, or maybe they get to enjoy the fact that it's their story. That I don't know. It well, sounds see, like too so, much work. Well, 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 this and this comes back round a little bit to some of the experiences you have had, haven't you, about about character backstories and these secrets that they keep, yeah. um, and when they share them with the rest of the group. I mean, I think there's an interesting thing there about whether the adventures are about the characters, um, mm. or if the adventures are about the GM. I think, in my mind, I think the adventure. Is about discovering this cosmic horror. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know that's where it is, and if you map elements of that onto some, you know, one character's backstory, I, I, I don't know if that. I mean, this is this is Hector Risby Iqbal's talking here, isn't it? So um, <laughs> you know, um, guilty as charged, yeah. Malud. <laughs> Yeah, I I think tying it into their backstory would be a little bit too heavy-handed. But maybe this is something nothing to do with character. It's like literally the players, each player. You you do you do this sort of uh 
you know, um, exquisite corpse thing where everyone mm. writes a word or I don't know. I, 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 I haven't thought about this for a lot. Yeah. I've only been thinking about this for the last five minutes, so okay. I have no idea. But you could have something almost generated together somehow or that yes. surprises everyone. That would be amazing. But so, I don't know how it would work. Well, you, you, that, you can figure that out because well, you're the game designer. Well, well that's, that's what we're going for. So, so look, if, so if I'm going to GM some, a game, a couple of games, and you're going to GM a game or a couple of games, then, mm. then we have those opportunities that lean into our different styles of GMing to yes. test out how that could work. Because the prize is a great prize. And if we get close to it, even, that's, that's good fun, I think. Now, yeah. now, go on, go on, what are you going to say? No, no, I was going to say, and, and, and I think that, that that Cthulhu hack with all the random tables obviously mm. is a good tool for, mm. for getting there. But that's it what, doesn't... Yeah. Mm. That's what no, I was, that's what I was going to say. I was, was going to say we've been looking at the unformed from unformed realms, uh, random horror generator um, created by Paul Boldowski as you know as an extension expansion for his Cthulhu hack, and it's completely mm. system neutral. And you've got these these six different fields, and you roll a couple of times, maybe a third time using d6s, basically, don't you? And and you kind of create, you can create this monster on the fly. Mm. Which, for me, that's oh, that's that's nice. I'm more interested in the appendix stuff because that's kind of giving you the mystery, isn't it? At well, the end of that, it has it has the hook, the organisation, mm -hmm. strange discovery. I mean, yeah. maybe that's something that no one knows. You, you kind of keep that hidden somehow. Yes. <laughs> you all discover it together. Yeah. Um, don't know how that would work. Again, um, game design. I'm asking you as the game designer well, to figure I, that I mean, out. But so, but so for me, it, you know, let's let's say they get that the the investigators get hired. You know, genre style. They get hired by someone to go and investigate something. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody knows. Nobody knows who's really bankrolling the project at that point, and nobody mm -hmm. knows what the real conspiracy is, and who knows how much of what. Yes. And and at some point in in the the the, the process of the genre playout, if you like, because that's what we're doing, but in the process of the investigation, it will become blindingly clear at what point that information needs to be divulged, and when it is divulged. That is when everyone finds out. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, looking at it now again, I think this is genius. Actually, mm -hmm. what this person mm -hmm. has done—it's mm -hmm. really clever. And wow, I mean, I know there's loads of random tables in, in every game, and you know, D and D five E as well. You know, you can have a randomly generated adventure, mm -hmm. but this is a really well put together one. Just looking at it, um, he, he is, I can see he's so really, much creativity. Yeah. He has stripped it back. Without losing the differentiations and and nuances, and mm. instead of having that feeling of oh right, there's only what is it ten stories in the world type of thing, should we pack up and go home? Instead, it makes you feel like great. Uh, which which configuration of elements shall we mess around with now? So Cthulhu hack is a, is is what is it like a Cthulhu basic D and D okay sort of. Structure. Well, so, so it's it's called the Cthulhu Hack because it is a Cthulhu version of the Black Hack, of Black Hack, which is basic basic D and D, is it? So, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. I was I was so excited. I was so excited about it, um, 
and and then I got it, and I just couldn't get into the game itself. But I but I loved I loved the From Unformed Realms. Uh, yes. Book. So so the, the the Cthulhu hack I couldn't I just somehow it's got some things that don't gel well with me. And then I came across Azathoth's answer by mm. Tobias Deisler. And that just blew my mind. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, you've seen it with, you know, it's, mm. it's a three page PDF. The cover is the first page. The rules are nice on cover. page two and yeah. the character sheet is on page three. And that is it. And I mean, it's, yeah. And what what so what so I mean we'll come back let's come back to the black hack um, again in a minute but with as Azathoth's answer you've got this really stripped down structure where the character has body mind speed and soul their mm-hmm. wounds correspond with their body score and their madness corresponds with their soul score you get basically uh, twenty points to divvy <laughs> up between those four. Mm. to play an adult character and then and then you get six skill points so you add in six of your own skills that correspond or belong to to one or more of those uh those different areas body mind speed or so so there's this space to really create your own character mm. what you you know what you the type of character you want to be um and so you add that that idiosyncratic skill into that box and you've given yourself the score for body so let's say i don't know let's say i'm going to be a retired boxer um so i've got some kind of i don't know i give myself jab jab skill or something or you know ducking and weaving mm. or something i don't know but i'm actually retired i'm old um, rope skipping, so rope, rope, rope skip. skipping. Okay, I've got rope <laughs> skipping, um, but but because I'm old and retired, I, I haven't actually got a very high score in body. So having uh-huh. the skill allows me to roll an extra dice and keep the highest. Sorry, keep the lowest. Keep the lowest score to to, mm. to succeed. So I, I have I increase the chances of success by adding an extra dice and keeping the lowest result. But I mean, yeah, yeah. no, no. Um, I, 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 Sorry, carry on because I, I I, I'm, I'm trying to cut you short. Yeah, I was just I was just going to say that 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 I might not have put that many points in body, so the chance of succeeding its overall is lower. So there's all sorts of nice things you can, nice configurations that you can that you can do with it. I have to say, I do find it slightly worrying. You can be a child <laughs> in this game. That is that is pretty disturbing. <laughs> but, but, Playing but, children but, but in the Cthulhu doing, mythos. Yeah, yeah, but you've been doing you've been doing Tales from the Loop or whatever, haven't you? And, yeah, but it's it's not a horror yeah, genre. Yeah. It's it's a it's a kind of kids on bikes genre. So so it's yeah, there are horror elements actually in Tales from the Loop, but it's it's in a very kind of. Um, it's not in a in a deadly. I mean, you can't die yeah, at the start, yeah, but yeah. the idea of having throwing children is pretty horrifying. Well, but well, um, I, I like I it in a way. In, in keeping in keeping with our um, our Monday night Cthulhu group, 
um, being mm. like last of the summer wine, maybe it'd be better to swap out children for um, geriatrics. For elderly geriatrics. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so yeah. Okay, but that's going to lead me on to, to another point, the second point. So I had this thing of I want as a GM to be in on the surprise discovery investigation. Mm. I want that feeling. The other thing, and maybe you know this already about me, I, I find it quite difficult to play naive characters in Cthulhu games. <laughs> yes, you do. And, 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 and even, uh, you should probably listen to the last episode of, um, uh, the most recent episode of Good Friends of Jackson Lives with our friend Scott, because he says exactly the same thing as that. It's, it's part three of The Whisper in Darkness. Mm-hmm. And he actually says he's fucked up more games than he likes to mention by, by not playing naive. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you do that, you're sort of breaking the the genre because you're not meant to know about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You're meant to be this wide-eyed innocent um, being exposed to these horrors. And so th- there's a tension there. But at the same time, it's hard to be that. Well, so look, so listen, you know. here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I will do my absolute best, my biggest best, the best ever I've ever tried. <laughs> I'll do that in your game. But... <laughs> But what I want, what I want to do is, is not have naive characters. I want Van right. Helsing's. I want Van Helsing's. Okay. Um, and okay. I tell you what, because even, even if you've got a Van Helsing, right, all they've got is an inkling. You don't give them, you don't give them 80% Cthulhu mythos. You don't give them any of that. It's just they've, they've experienced stuff. They're, they already... Uh, not only believe in other dimensions, they have experienced something mm. of that. And and if you think about Van Helsing in Dracula, um, he is the most knowledgeable in the whole gang, but he's still up against it. And all you have to do is, you know, if your if your if your player characters are are a bit more savvy, that's just the opportunity for the GM to be a bit more rough and brutal. In my opinion, yeah, I, I I think that makes sense. Um, I think there's another aspect to it as well. It's not just about knowing what the mythos is; it's about what's the realistic thing for your character to do. Because, mm-hmm. um, and Scott articulates this brilliantly. Actually, um, again, go and listen to the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he says in the horror movie, the the characters don't know they're in a horror movie. That's the whole point of horror movies. If they did, apart from Scream, which is the you apart know, from Evil Dead, well, Bruce Campbell does he? Does he in the first one? I don't know. Um, what, I'm trying to think. It's like like they've got plasticine melting things, and the Necronomicon in there is is like a joke Necronomicon. I mean, yeah, okay, so it's a comedy horror film, but. The characters do all the so in the horror in the horror genre, you're meant to stumble into danger. You're meant to just you know mm. not realize until it's too late, kind of thing. All that kind of stuff. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, go on. I, I would just I would just say again, Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, Mina, Mina Harker. Mina Harker gets a it becomes a much more interesting character once she's kind of symbiotically linked with Dracula. And, you know, she's much more problematic for the rest of the, the humans because she's kind of giving away their, their location to Dracula. Mm. Um, she's also then this, this, 
as she's turning into a vampire, she's then a risk for Van Helsing, who's taken her off on his own. Um, there's there's the fact that she's married to Jonathan Harker. She's conflicted. It's much more interesting. It's a much more interesting start at that point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So having some, having more agency, having more effect on the other on the narrative and other players, all good stuff. What I don't like mm. is is when, or what I, I, I think is a problem is when players go, oh, "I'm not going to go into those woods. I know what's going to happen." Just that's well, what happens in the woods, and and, and you're not saying yeah. that because you're saying your Van Helsing, of course, goes into the woods. But yeah. but a, a lot of the times you you get this kind of, you know, they know that they're going to get messed up if they do this thing. But so, of course, the the game doesn't work if they don't. So so we what we've what we've kind of speculated about before for Eldritch Organ is that we have a certain number of constraints. Right? And we don't mm. know what those are yet because we haven't we haven't worked on that at all. And that's what this conversation is all about. But I think you've just hit on one there, which is which is that PCs can't hold back. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so it's kind of like a dogma manifesto, you know. <laughs> really, this is. Oh, you know, you're getting a bit highfalutin there, Barney. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it can only be shot on. The sound can only come from the location that it's shot on. Um, <laughs> Everyone is an amateur, <laughs> and you improvise all the dialogue. I think that's exactly. about right. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. So, so I think I think you know people people who want to sign up to play in these games have to kind of sign up to these uh, these principles. Yeah, and we have to yeah. we have to GM to these principles as well. Yeah, um, and look, and I don't think it's it's a a very big problem that not wanting to go into the woods uh, i think i think you you only get that occasionally but it can really bring bring the game grinding to a halt so yes i think why, absolutely why, why that would principle. you why would you play why would you play a horror game a, a cthulhu game with dark scary woods in and not go into them it happens i've 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 witnessed it i've experienced it yeah. and i've and i've heard of, about it it is weird it is weird it's a bit hard to explain mm. um it's I, I think because people on some level they want their characters to, to survive um or, or some type of players want their characters to, to survive yeah. um the the you know the number of times i've heard oh let's call the police and i'm like oh you know my heart <laughs> sinks when i <laughs> it's like why why are you even suggesting that yeah. But Even my long-term campaign groups, that they, they do say it quite often. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake! Well, well, well then, then, so this is this is the thing. If, if everyone, if everyone is is playing a more knowledgeable character, um, I think then then there's not that conflict of agency. If I'm if I'm playing a kind of um, you know a weak character in the sense of in relation to the mythos deities. Mm. Um, I might not go into that forest, but if but if I already know that I'm a, I've survived at least one other encounter with mythos deities before, maybe I'm my character. It, it feels less inclined to hold back. Hmm. I I mean I for me there's a dividing line between a mythos entity and a deity. For me, you never survive an encounter with a deity, sure. yeah, at yeah. least in my yeah. conception. But yeah. yes, I, the principle I think is, yeah. is, is correct. Is correct. Um, um, for Sorry, me, the I got, deity... I got, entity, I got entity and deity mixed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Deity is the end game for me. <laughs> but but um, 
just just quickly going back to the Azathoth's yeah. answer. Yes. Um, why do you feel we need to use a, a system other than the Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition? Do you, do you, do you, the two are not necessarily in, dependent on each other. The system and and this improvised no, not at approach, all. Or are they? Oh, no, no not not at all. I mean, okay. So one one thing I would say, if you've got a one page rule system and a simple as hell character sheet, and your mm. character dies, you're back in the game within yeah. five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Call of Cthulhu, I mean, all you need to do is go to the doll's house and <clears throat> and press the button pretty much once and add a couple of things in, maybe click a few boxes. Um, but you know, it, yeah, it's it done. Yeah, but 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 it's a but it is a bit more involved. Um, so that would be basically the one thing where I would say, easy come, easy go, stick with something simple. I, I mean, I'm but I'm talking about this being. From my point of view, I would like to run the system. Mm. Um, I, I have no objections to running it. I, it. It's like, you know, I've read it once, I know how to run it kind of thing. It's great. Um, uh, and, and for me, the system is not what I really love uh, yes, about Call yeah. of Cthulhu. It's, it's, the, it's the game, <laughs> if you see what I mean. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the play. Um, now... Mm. Um, in okay, the last what, sort of 50, what, what, 15 yeah, what, minutes yeah, or what, so, so, 18 the, minutes. Yeah, what, the, go on. One, the, what I wanted to say is maybe the, the, the characters then have to, they have to save the innocent. Maybe that's more the thing that the characters are doing. They, they know something's going on and they've got, to, they've got to save people rather than them simultaneously be the investigator and the poor helpless victim. Yeah. But that's 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 all I wanted to say about that. So in the last, yes, what did you want to say? Yeah, because I, I, you know, I do have to stop in in about in seventeen minutes precisely. I've got some other stuff on, unfortunately. But um, so let's talk about these constraints because I yeah. think this is very interesting. This for yeah. me is the most interesting bit because so let, let me let me just uh, as I'm sure we said before, you know, and you know, I've I've done five episodes. Of, of Exposition to the Grizzly Peaks on preparing for masks. So yeah. you know how deep I go into preparation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also have run a number of times, com- almost completely improvised yeah. sessions. And they've been really good and fun. Um, and they've been investigative. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how good the the mystery was in them. I think they were okay. They weren't great. They were, they were it was still, it, it didn't hurt the game, but I think, you know, that that kind of all the jigsaw pieces fitting together that that is very hard to do in an improvised way. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter because if you're going with that knowledge, um, what's interesting the, the games that I've been running for you and mm-hmm. Scott and um, and Spencer and Colin, um, the the first one, you know, most most of that was improvised. Actually, the the, the very core, the only bit that was really there was that cave underneath the island with and it was actually meant to have like 12 deep ones in it that you go in there and then you have an encounter with them and that's it <laughs> that's the end right, of the story right, yeah. I mean, yeah the farm the farm was there there was the hybrid guy that he was oh. also there but all that other yeah. stuff with the villagers and the policemen and the and the and the thugs and then the guy in the house yeah, and okay, all, yeah. that was all just improvised on the fly yeah, completely yeah. between yeah. us all you you, yeah. you provided me seeds and i ran with it and um so there, there was this little kind of armature there um, in place, um, 
and that was really good because it gave me the the confidence if you like or the the, the not confidence but just the the stimulus and the inspiration to improvise now with the current one we're running i'm not going to tell you yeah. which parts are and aren't improvised but um it's it's almost the same as the first one there's very little there so i'm starting to think that if you give this very small seed mm-hmm. not 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 wide, but kind of like a small mm-hmm. detailed seed, if that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. so in the first one, that whole area on the, on the, under the um, island was, mm-hmm. was well worked out. Mm-hmm. In, in, in this one, again, <laughs> it's like a little island, and that's all very detailed, but everything else is pretty much left open. So maybe we need to craft a, a central location or bit that, that has got a bit of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Or, or is that too much? Or do you think no, that's no, no? I don't necessarily think it is. And I think I think we need to take a little bit more time to think about this. And we'll, you know, we can we can develop this as we go. But I was thinking, for example, something like players players express their interest, and they put certain things into a hat, and we put certain mm. things into a hat, and we pull out. We can pull out, let's say, a time time frame, a location. Um, and mm. you know various other things, so that so that maybe maybe the GM has twenty four hours of knowing oh God. <laughs> what the time frame is, just to just to get it, you know, gestating a little bit. Yeah, but something mm. maybe a week. I don't, you know, whatever we feel comfortable with. But this idea that it's not it's not this preordained thing, and that people mm. have a bit of I don't want to say agency. They've got a bit of purchase in it. That it might things might turn up how how they've wanted to do it a little bit or something yeah something like that you you know the iron gm thing that they have at gen con have you heard of it uh no yeah so um basically um it's some somewhat like that Mm um that it's a competition where you have to go. You, 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 I'm not exactly sure how it works, but you join it, and then you have like an hour or something to create a scenario, and then you have to run it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go through to, the, and then people get judged, and you go through to the next round, and at the very end, the Iron GM is crowned mm-hmm. king mm-hmm. of Gen Con. See, um, it's it sounds a bit like, but that sounds really terrifying. How well, well, I, 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 I think, but I think this is okay. This is where I think it gets interesting because that is that is very similar, but what. What I'm proposing here is that we also include the players in that process, and it, yes. and, it and it collapses that idea of oh, the GM's got to have everything sussed out, and we're going to sit there with our arms crossed, not going into the wood, and we're going to judge them on how good they could come up with something in one hour. Instead, yeah. it's kind of oh, what are you interested in? Oh, right, okay, what? Oh, that would be okay. And now. Do you need certain type of players for this? Do you think any player could contribute in a good way to this, or do you think? And I'm I, this is sort of a a leading question. Yeah. Nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink. If you can, if no, you no, 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 this, no. If you play this episode backwards. You're going to find out which people we're talking about. <laughs> No, because no, I'm, I'm obviously some like like you. You are very happy to jump into, push me out the driver's seat, and go off for a joyride. You're very happy you're doing that, and I love that. But some players, I just I know they just wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, They'd be like, yeah. oh no, no, I couldn't do that. But but then again, this is the the advert is for players who want to do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't 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 sign up to the thing if you don't really want to do that. If you want the GM to kind of 
lead you through, and that's fine. Um, play a different game. Mm. Um, mm. But but I would say I would say that the way the way I think we're you know this experiment is going is more like what it is to be a player than it is to be a GM. Yeah, I would say. And that. this is and this is where my my psychoses. Not my, my neuroses, not my psychoses. My neuroses kick in because we're going to talk about them next week. <laughs> because this is why perhaps you encountered this bit of resistance from me when you were when Hector hmm. uh, Risby Ickwell was was going for that joyride. Because I am a bit of a control freak, as I've said yeah, several times. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you know. So it's 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 kind of like I get I get a bit antsy <laughs> when yeah. I have and. And I think you did it in a perfectly fine way and actually in a very productive way for the game. But I just got that, you know, the alarm bells start going off. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where this is going. And yeah. maybe that, that freaks me out. And, and, and I think that you're the sort of player that you'll do stuff that is fun for everyone, that isn't about serving yourself. Yeah. It's about serving everyone else. But I know a lot of players who, who just have kind of want to go on a power trip or a power fantasy well, when they're improv when they're making the stuff up for themselves well, and i don't know is that a bad thing a good thing i don't know it's not it's not a bad thing but 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 again it's that's not the advert right that's not the call no. for, for players um i think i think if you you know i think it's really that that classic thing of course you can do things for yourself but you you have to be prepared to let other people do stuff for themselves and you know and when that all works itself out in the wash you end up, it's much more interesting when everyone's doing things for themselves and helping each other. And, um, mm. you know, and it bounces back and forward. Um, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. This is, so that is maybe the one bit of pushing your comfort zone. But let me say this. I don't think the GM uh, relinquishes any of their GMness, their, their, their control, by, by taking the approach this way. I think the yeah. same factors are still all in play and the GM still holds that seat that the dice will play their part and the, the role playing the, the player characters as, as well as the NPCs, you know, they, they will, they will get to do their thing. And the excitement mm. will be, well, how, how are we going to, how are mm. we going to handle this situation? You know what? I think, I think you've clarified it for me. Um, yeah. I get, I get a bit controlling when when everything is written down mm-hmm. and I've read it mm-hmm. and I think this is so mm-hmm. fucking cool mm-hmm. and I want my players to experience it. If you don't have that, if you take that out of the equation that mm-hmm. nothing is written down, you don't know what's going to happen either, mm-hmm. then it's far easier to let go mm-hmm. <laughs> of the narrative control. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think back to my time, my, the one time I ran a completely improvised game, which is everybody is John or everyone is John. Um, and... The, the, I no one had any idea where it was going because that's how the game works, yeah. and and it was fine. But if I'm think when I'm thinking about running masks with all that prep, with all that reading, with all those amazing little vignettes and mm. stories in mm. there, of course I want the players to experience that. If they don't, then they're missing out. So uh, Which, maybe so, I'm just not there yet. I can, but I can, I can totally share in that when I tell you that in my in my Stone Age investigation. The players always do the same thing, even though I've given them all kinds of signposts to go in all different ways. And they talk about all these different possibilities and they still go and do the same thing. And I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, no, no. And, and it's not that I don't think that that's a good thing. I just want them to explore other stuff, too. 
So it's yeah. kind of the invert, similar thing. It's the same thing, the exploded. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I think I think we have got at least we know where the the target is if we haven't quite defined it yet we we, we know what we're trying to achieve yeah um the, i don't think we know structurally how it's going to work i think some idea of everyone contributing and it being randomly then determined or revealed at some point is, is key for mm. me mm. Mm. Um, and, and i think just that idea that principle even if everything that gets pulled out is what the gm wanted to do um, even if that were to happen, that the idea that it's all going into the hat and it's coming out randomly, that that changes the mindset for everyone, I think. Mm. Um, because you can't prepare. Um, because, you know. I mean, I guess a simple way, now I'm thinking about it, we're really near the end here, yeah, but yeah. a simple way would be to give everyone those random charts, uh, those story charts at the yeah. back of the Cthulhu hack, yeah. get everyone to pick one from each table that they like or to create one of their own. Mm -hmm. And that then goes in into the pot. Yeah. Maybe that's the easiest way to do it. Or, would, or maybe... Mm. That would indeed be very easy. Or or this kind of secretive thing that you're that you that you've talked about a little bit. If one player is responsible for which organization, which reason, which location, etc., cetera, mm. etc., cetera, then everyone knows one little thing that's going to be coming. Yes, yes. Um, that's better. Some, well, but these to test all of those different variables, different versions out. I think is part of, would be part of the fun as well to try out different ways of doing this because what is that magic potion for this kind of uh, improvised investigation, cosmic horror experience. Mm. Mm. I guess the the little niggle inside my head is when it's all put together, will it will it be a good story? I, I guess it doesn't. I guess it will if you make it. If the players make it, a good and story, and if, if the GM makes it, exactly. This is the whole thing. That that's where the pressure is, or that's where the joy, the thrill is. Is mm. we've got every every scene. Has has got to have that oomph to it. Yeah, we're all responsible for that. Yeah, that that's another interesting thought. Um, my games tend to run long, as you probably know, <laughs> because I enjoy a lot of nonsense, and so do the players. We yeah. we do a lot of fucking around. Yeah. Uh, I think this almost implies that you should you should be really very focused on moving this thing but, forward. But but uh, okay okay, let me say this then. Let me say this. The focus is. In fucking around. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yes, that, that, so, so if you imagine, you know, what I think, I, what I can't help but think of is kind of me, my little corner of me playing this type of game, and you know, probably how I would conduct that. I'd be, I'd be sitting on the fast forward button, um, uh, if you like, the action fast forward button or something. Yeah, I'd be driving, driving it to what? What's where's the thing that's going to happen? Yeah, as exemplified by the fact that you and the rest of the guys spent an entire session trying to drain a pond. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, that that really, <laughs> I mean, having listened back to it now, that last session we played where you literally did spend an hour and a half draining a pond, yeah. it is one of the funniest sessions I think we've ever played. It, it made me laugh out loud. 
many, many times. I'm, I'm very pleased because, 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 you know, when someone said, "Oh, it is really is," it's more and more like Last of the Summer Wine. Well, it's because it's because there wasn't any horror. There was no, you know, there was it was it was Last of the Summer Wine. It wasn't even Thor or Heard. Yeah, um, I mean that's the funny thing with these um, these old white dwarf scenarios is 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 there isn't really much horror in them. You, you spend a lot of time just going around these little villages in the, in the British countryside. It's, yeah. it's uh, well, okay. So, so as my last little thing, my parting uh, shot here is this is yeah. uh, this is the other thing I feel that goes with some of the some of the Cthulhu scenarios with the naive characters is is they really hold back on the horror. So I'm really pleased to hear that the Berlin scenarios are you know and really nice and juicy and gory and all of that um, oh but, it's they're gross in fact that some of them are uh, probably quite triggering and for some mm -hmm, people they're mm -hmm. they're really dark really really dark we, we, we should play them sometime for sure i'd, I'd love to um, i'd love yeah. to but you know i just think i just think they've got to they've got to dig in they've got to get in there you know there's no kind of oh is it behind this door no okay just <laughs> whoa, go on let's have it you know, yeah, you you've got to throw stuff at the players. You know, it's the old uh, dashiell hammer. You know, mm -hmm. if if a if a scene is dragging, just you know have the door burst open and the cops exactly, go. You know, that is exactly it. That's exactly it. okay, Andy. Yeah, thank you very well, much. We, we yes, well, thank you. Um, I still don't know whose podcast no, we put this I, on. But I, I, I don't I guess know either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can figure that out later but we um can. i um yeah this has been great and it's given me a lot of inspiration for thinking about how we're going to do this and i guess we've got probably in a month's time we will we, we'll run the first session we better get our skates on eh? we, we should get our skates i'll get my skates on now i'll sleep with my skates on from now on <laughs> yep have them on just never take them off exactly. all right barney great care, speaking Andy. to you yep. and um we'll we'll uh, talk again soon yeah take care okay. see you bye it's a game we're role-playing I'm a stranger and you're making mistakes I've done mistakes